0: The Inside Track, on real estate with Ken and Yetta Decker of the Decker Team. Get the Inside Track, everything you need to know about buying and selling in the greater Ottawa area. The Inside Track, on real estate with the Decker Team. Moving forward with the Decker Team.
1: Moving forward together with the Decker Team. Setting New Year's resolutions. Is that a good thing to do or a really bad idea? I'm Yetta Decker. And I'm Ken Decker. And we're welcoming you back to another episode of The Inside Track, where we share ideas, thoughts, techniques, and tools that we all need, we all deserve, you, I, everyone, so we can make our house a home where our families thrive, and we get to live the best life possible.
0: That's cool. I love living the best life.
1: Me too. And New Year's resolutions, do they add to that best life or do they take away?
0: Well, I guess that depends on whether you fail at them or succeed at them.
1: Ah. And I know one of my clients who actually introduced this idea for this topic, because I called her and I said, we're recording another show, as you know, every week and hmm. three in one week now. And she said, uh, I said, what do you think? And she goes, New Year's resolutions. And she goes, I don't like them. They don't work for me. I stop making them. I don't set them anymore. And I said, tell me more about that. And I think it's because for so many of us, and that's the sense I got, is there a setup for failure?
0: Yeah. So I think in this this show, we're going to give a couple techniques, tools, and tips so that your New Year's resolution can actually work.
1: Right. And it isn't so much about doing it at New Year's, right? It's really about doing and making a commitment to something at any time of year. It just somehow feels like when a year starts, when there's a new beginning, that it seems like a good time to do it. So there's this habitual behavior of New Year's resolutions. And yet I would suggest you can simply decide today that you want to do things differently than maybe you've done them in the past And start tomorrow? No, actually start today.
0: Yeah, because actually you've said this many times, that the amount of time between the time you make a decision and the time you take your first action, the longer that gets, the less likely you'll follow through.
1: And that's part of one of the reasons actually New Year's resolutions don't work, because I make the decision maybe in July, I already know, I want to next year weigh... Maybe release 25 pounds or eat better. And I'm thinking, I want to do that down the road.
0: Or eliminate my debt.
1: Or eliminate my debt. That's (laughs) right. reduce my debt. Right. And as soon as I start thinking, I'm not going to start it now. I'm going to start it later. I need so much willpower to keep Mm. even the idea alive.
0: Yes. Well, we were actually talking about that this morning around... The difference between conviction and then self-discipline to, or determination, willpower to follow through on something. Right. And then there's also a thing called decision fatigue.
1: And Actually, Silas and I were chatting about this just the other morning, that decision fatigue in North America Mm -hmm. is so rampant because we have choices beyond choices beyond choices for anything. Just decide on what toothpaste you want to buy. And unless you're committed to a particular brand, you could stand in that aisle (laughs) for an hour just
0: reading boxes. Just going into our walk-in closet can create some decision fatigue. (laughs) Trying to figure out what I want to wear. Too many choices. Too many
1: choices. And so the average Canadian apparently by like 9 o'clock in the morning has already made enough decisions to actually create fatigue just from the decision making.
0: <laughs> you know what else? Even the decision to get out of bed, because unless you're com- you're convicted, you're con- it's a conviction. And a commitment when, to that, that when, conviction. That yep. when the alarm goes off, I get out of bed. Right. If you don't have that, then you go, well, how many times will I hit the snooze button? Did I build in margin that, you know, I can still get to work on time if I sleep in another half an hour? So there isn't conviction. Now there's a decision to be made. Do I stay in bed? Do I get out?
1: Right. And then once I get out of bed, after I made 12 decisions (laughs) because I... Borrowed a minute here and a minute there. Now, 12 Mm -hmm. decisions later, I'm finally potentially out of bed. Now it's, do I make the bed?
0: Yeah, do I make the bed? That's another decision because now you're running out of time. What do I eat? It's another decision. Do I grab something on the road that's unhealthy for me or do I have time to make some oatmeal or something in the house that's good for me? So many decisions start happening one after another. We don't even realize we're getting it hit with it so later in the day when there's an important decision to make whether it be about a healthy choice or a financial choice a financial (sighs) choice that we've chosen not to spend money but now we're fatigued and we get a good salesperson in front of us that convinces us that it's a good idea to buy something i did that last night you did that last night yeah oh great Uh (laughs) uh-huh confession time confession time well
1: i was tired it was the end of the day i'd had a full day i'd probably made i don't know a thousand decisions Mm -hmm. and then there was a blanket and you know how i'm about fuzzy blankets oh
0: yeah and like we need another blanket in this house like i need another hole in my head
1: i know so i thought maybe it could be a (laughs) gift but i had no intention of buying it but you bought it yeah Because I was tired.
0: Now you got to decide whether you're going to return it or not.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now another decision. Or do I gift it? It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Or do I keep it? So the decisions just keep coming. So I think a big piece is determine in advance what are you actually convicted or committed to so that there isn't requirement for self-discipline, whether it's Mm. on New Year's Day or any other time of the day. And so around the close you were talking about decision fatigue around clothes in 2012, I got this sense that our closet was grotesque. The amount that was in it and the number of times I would go in, even when it was so full and say, there's nothing to wear was wild. And Mm -hmm. so I got convicted that I was not to buy any clothing or any apparel for 14 months. The rest of that year, I didn't wait till January 1. This was the very, I think it was November 1st. I then decided right then and there, no more clothes until January 2014 from November 1st, 2012.
0: And was it easy or difficult?
1: So easy. It's so easy because I had so much conviction around it. I was appalled at what was in our closet, so it didn't matter that I saw a sale. It didn't matter that the thing was half price. didn't matter that everybody I knew was out clothes shopping. If they would ask me to go, I could be in the store with them. It didn't matter.
0: But we didn't go to the mall either because we didn't need anything.
1: Right, but even if I was with a friend and we were just having a fun time out or kept Mm -hmm. me out of the stores, and even when I was in it, there was no sense of I want to buy that because my conviction was so high other times i've made a decision but it was more like i got to fight to maintain the decision
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and then anything in my environment will throw me off that's the big distinction between conviction and self-discipline when i'm convicted don't matter how tired i am i ain't doing it Mm -hmm. how about you
0: yeah, I think that's that big D, decide that we talk about sometimes is mm-hmm. once it's off the table, we don't have to keep making that decision over and over again. If I decide I'm not eating fried food, period, ever again, then each time I look at the menu, it, it's not an option to order the french fries. I'm ordering the salad. Exactly. Right? It's It's just that simple.
1: So let's get rid of decision fatigue by deciding what we're actually committed to and what we're not, and then moving forward. What is the core reason that resolutions, whether at New Year's or any time of the year, often fail? We've created for you over 403 Inside Track episodes on real estate, insider tips, making house home, building wealth, and simply whole living that you can access from home, the office, or on the go whenever it works
0: for you. Well, I believe one of the main reasons that resolutions fail is how we measure them. Mm. So there's a thing called a lag measure and a lead measure. And also, we maybe make our our goals too big. We don't chunk them down into little bite-sized things that we can celebrate. Right. So a lag measure, Mm -hmm. a lag measure is simply the result It's the final result It's the final so, result so if if the final result is that I want to have uh, twenty thousand dollars more in equity at the end of the year right that's a lag measure. Now what do I need what activities do I need to do that I can measure the activities to get me to that that goal right so the lead measure, just cuz bring
1: bringing in language that we've learned over the years and that we've implemented mm-hmm. and and yet when you when we first learned them i went what yeah, can't you sense. just say activities versus results so <laughs> the lead measure
0: mm-hmm.
1: tends to be the activities i need to do yeah. to get to the result which is the lag measure that i want at the end
0: right so if i if i desire let's say to bring my blood pressure down Right. Okay. And I know that I'm slightly elevated, and now I'm working at bringing that down. So I look at what things will bring blood pressure down. Right. So if my goal is to bring it down 20 points by the end of the year, then I go, okay, so weight has an effect. Salt has an effect. The type of food I eat has an effect. My stress level has an effect. Exercise and cardio fitness has an, an effect. So I can set up a whole bunch of lead measures, and a lead measure means, let's say I want to exercise three times a week, or do cardio three times a week and exercise another two times, so I exercise a total of five times. I can measure that. It's the leading indicator that I'm going to reach my goal of reducing my blood pressure.
1: Right. And if we look at that $20,000, because I kind of like staying with an example sure. that we started with as well to unpack that. Because mm-hmm. we've just had Christmas, if you're watching this show mm-hmm. as it's being aired and recorded, or if any time of year. However, when we've just had probably a big expenditure, it's possible, just possible, that the finances aren't quite where you had hoped they would be some extra special sales, Black Friday maybe got you <laughs> and you invested or didn't invest, in fact, just spent where you didn't ha- have an intention to. And so mm-hmm. that $20,000, you've decided for the next year, you want to eliminate $20,000 worth of debt. And how do I do it? That would be the lag measure. Did I, or didn't I reduce my debt by 20,000? Mm-hmm. The
0: lead measure and the and the issue with that, let me interrupt you for one second. Sure. The the issue with a big chunk like that, twenty thousand yeah. dollars, is that the day-to-day changes, the 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 micro changes yeah. are too small to see an effect on the twenty thousand dollars over right. the year. So we get discouraged. Yep. And we just throw Been in the towel.
1: We do. We throw deci- in the towel.
0: Decide I'll go do some some mall therapy, right? And go shopping
1: for those that like shopping.
0: For those that like shopping, and right. maybe I do it online, right? Because I like shopping online better than I like shopping in the mall, right? Um, so if I take that twenty thousand dollars, and now I decide, okay, how much of it? Some of it, maybe I'm going to invest money. Some of it, maybe I'm going to pay off debt. Maybe I'm going to pay off high interest debt. Uh, maybe I'm going to pay off my smallest debt first so I can start snowballing. But if I start to create a plan, because without a plan, uh, resolution fails. Right. Because now the plan sets up the small lead measures, the tasks right. that I can do on a weekly basis.
1: Right. So, if I, I can measure that. The, right. so if I fail the plan, I plan <laughs> to fail. fail. Exactly. Absolutely true. It's a great quote. It is a great one. So if I decide I'm going to a lead measure, like a real vivid, real example would be I'm no longer going to purchase a coffee or a donut or even an apple when it's not at the grocery store. I'm not going to go to the convenience store to buy those things that I want to consume. Or Mm -hmm. I may say I'm going to limit myself to once a week or once a month. I'm going to make a little tiny shift in my behavior. Doesn't mean I can't have a coffee, but maybe I say I'm going to make the coffee at home. Or me, I'm a matcha tea queen. I love the stuff. And to buy one at Starbucks the way I like it would be outrageously expensive. (laughs) And so I decide I'm going to make it at home. It costs a fraction of the amount of money and I can make it even better and have more matcha tea in it. So often you even get better if
0: mm-hmm. you do it yourself right?
1: versus going out to do it. So that could be a small lead measure, how mm-hmm. many times I'm going to purchase something extravagant at a convenience store.
0: Right. And it might even be deciding, you know what, I'm going to freeze my credit card in a, in a container of ice in right. the freezer so I don't have access to it. That would be a leap and, and I'm going to stop using credit. I'm going to start spending cash. And I'm going to pay a certain amount off on my credit card every month. Right. Now I've got some measurables. And if I pay off that amount in the month, maybe I celebrate. Maybe I have my ice cream or I have my once a month Starbucks or, or whatever is my little celebration. Exactly.
1: And you pre-plan the celebrations. Yes. That's so that's not part of the lead measure, but it's part of acknowledging the the win of the lead measure. Mm-hmm. And if I do now for and then another amazing lead measure would be tracking, just awareness of every penny spent. Yeah And so once I've done that for even a week, I won't probably see any difference. Where will I start to see a difference on? As an example, not eating, like not buying an expensive little drink at the convenience store.
0: (laughs) Well, it might take a month or two. Yeah. And you'll start to see a difference. And the other thing is tracking. If you track your bank account and your debts every month, then at the end of the month, you'll see whether you've made progress. If you haven't made progress, in other words, you've created more debt. Even though you made those changes, you're still creating more debt well, then we need a little more drastic changes in your lifestyle so that on a monthly basis, you're going the right direction. Debt is reducing investments or equities increasing. And so over time, that snowball will grow in a way that is phenomenal. And if it's not looked after, it can grow in a way that is horrific.
1: Exactly. So, what we want to be doing is thinking about what are those lead measures? What are those five? Probably no more than five. Like, ideally, even choose one to three initial lead measures just to help you have something to watch. Know what your big goal is, and then break it down with, we'll say, three lead measures that you can track. So Mm. within even a week, you start to see how you're doing. So let's get the lead measures, even like send us an email, tell us what you chose and we'll tell you ours. What do tolerations and resolutions have to do with each other anyway? We're excited that you're joining us because for over 30 years, we at the Decker team have had the privilege and the joy of being able to help people build their real estate portfolios like Sell real estate, buy real estate, make good investment choices. But really, in addition to that, it's been about building a better life, both at home and at business.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you asked, What do tolerations have to do with resolutions? That's a great question. Jana. I know it I'm is. I'm so isn't glad it? you asked that. It's almost like we pre planned it. Almost. So- we
1: almost did. Did we? <laughs> no, maybe.
0: Okay. So, what do we set a resolution around usually something that we've been tolerating yeah usually something that's bothering us and it's generally going to be in five areas right so it we, might be in our spiritual life right we may have stopped reading the bible or praying as often or we're not feeling connected to god or, or we're
1: not meditating or we're not quieting ourselves right yeah. anything to do with a physical a spiritual
0: behavior yeah Um, It might be a physical toleration. Mm -hmm. We're not happy when we look in the mirror at our body structure.
1: Right. And when I think of physical, I also think about the physical ability to be able to do something.
0: Yeah. Functionally fit. Functionally fit. That's another show. Yes. Um, Or it may be health related because uh, maybe because of the choices we're making, we're getting sick more often. We're getting the cold and flu more often. Or more drastic problems are happening to our body. Right. Uh, maybe it's mental. Maybe we're struggling with our internal dialogue with ourselves. Right. And we're tolerating waking up feeling sluggish <laughs> and exhausted.
1: And it's really just because of the way we're thinking. And right. what we're putting up with,
0: with yeah. our thoughts. And we're tolerating somebody, ourselves, talking to ourselves in a way we probably never allow someone oh. else to talk about ourselves. To us. To us. Right. You would never allow me to talk to you the way you sometimes talk to yourself. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the mental tolerations. And then there may be uh, financial. And around the financial, sometimes it's physical tolerations. Now, when I'm talking physical, I'm not talking our body. I'm talking our environment. Um, And then...
1: Well, and when we're at the finances, it could be the amount of debt we're tolerating. Yes. Or we're tolerating buying certain things that we don't really, really need or having things in our house that we're not maintaining because that would still Mm -hmm. impact the finances because eventually the deterioration on when we don't maintain something escalates. Yep. So now it's more costly than it ought to have been.
0: And then lastly, Mm. but not lastly, but it's just the last one we're saying is- Relationally. Right. Sometimes our resolutions are, I'm going to connect. I'm going to call my parents Mm -hmm. once a week. Or I'm going to connect with my sibling who you know, I've kind of lost contact with. Or I'm going to repair a relationship that's broken.
1: Right. Or I'm simply going to have people in my life that benefit me and I benefit them. Yeah. Versus somebody that maybe I feel worse. Maybe I'm just tolerating how I leave people when I've been with them. Do they mm-hmm. are they better off when I left them or worse off? Right. I could be tolerating that state of relationship.
0: Right. So when you're creating a resolution, whether it be in any of those areas, it's now how do I make it bite sizable? Okay. If, if I'm tolerating, let's say my environment in my bedroom, we call it a heavenly environment. We want our bedroom to be a heavenly environment. I want my whole
1: house to be a heavenly environment. Yes, but especially our bedroom. Yeah,
0: okay. Okay. (laughs) And that includes uh, the bathroom because we have an en suite bathroom. It includes our bed being made, our clothes being being put away. Right. um, The ironing board put away, all of that kind of stuff. And it includes a closet that's clean and organized and we can find what we want when we want it. Right. Right? Yep. That sounds overwhelming. If if you're living in a bit of a chaotic state, we did for the first how many years? Mm-hmm. We won't
1: admit. No, yeah. we will. We will. <laughs> Probably by the time we had kids, we had kind of gotten it under control more or less. So certainly the first four years, because we had kids at three, Yeah, and Candace as a baby couldn't tell us it was intolerable. So therefore, <laughs> we tolerated a mess.
0: Yeah, our apartment was a disaster zone, right? right? I know. And there were times where we went out and bought clothing because we hadn't gotten any washed.
1: I know. Why are you admitting all this right today, right now, right here? (laughs) Well,
0: because maybe somebody that's listening relates to where we're at right now. Right. And it seems overwhelming to put their house back in order. Yeah. And what I'm suggesting is you make small changes. Like, for instance, we decided we make our bed every morning because right. something has gone right.
1: Yeah, we got a win before we even got out of the room. Yes. Yeah.
0: And also, it prevents us from crawling back into it. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> another really reason. Because sometimes if the bed's not made, after we go do our exercise or our prayer, we may decide, ooh, I'm still tired. Maybe I'll crawl back in bed. But when the bed's made, there's something psychological about, well, I don't want to unmake it again.
1: Right. And so there is the tolerations when we allow them to exist, take us out of the game that right. we want to be playing. Right. Versus when we can handle even one or two little things that we might have been tolerating in the past. Because I used to tolerate not making the bed. Mm-hmm. It actually starts to shift a lot more things.
0: Right. And then, for instance, the closet. Maybe your closet is stuffed to the gills and you you know, the stuff that you put in there is wrinkled. You can't find what you want to wear. There's probably only 20% of it you're wearing 80% of the time anyways. And so mm. is there an easy method? Well, first of all, maybe bring a friend over. Because I so, did that. Sometimes it's difficult to, yeah. give, to give away what you've purchased in the past because it may be admitting that, hey, I never wore that. I bought it by mistake. Or it might be admitting that your body size has changed and that doesn't fit anymore. And it doesn't look good. Right. Now, if it's if one of your resolutions is you're going to change your body type to a smaller size, then I would say keep the smaller size stuff. And as you do that and reduce your body size, get rid of, donate the bigger stuff because you're never going back there. Right. Burn that bridge right Burn yep. those no ships. no
1: plan b just a plan right.
0: a so first thing you do is if you've already reduced your sizes get rid of and donate everything that's too large right now some people say i really have a really hard time i i might wear that i might wear that i might wear yeah. that so,
1: identifying that, right
0: yeah identifying what you will wear and what you won't wear is tricky so this thing takes a year but it's foolproof put a clothes peg or a, a, safety, a safety pin, pin. Yep. in the the arm or the shoulder of whatever, of every piece of clothing, all your pants, all your shirts, all your dresses, your skirts, everything. Do you have dresses and skirts? No, you do. Okay, (laughs) fair enough. (laughs) And then at the end of the year, because now you've gone through four seasons, if there's anything with a clothes peg or a a safety pin still on it, then that needs to be removed from your closet and donated because you didn't wear it. And what a simple way of... Eliminating one
1: toleration.
0: Over a a year's period. Yep. With really, how long does it take to buy a package of safety pins and put them on...
1: An hour. An hour. So what toleration are you putting up with that you're saying, I ain't doing that anymore. I am done. I've been thinking about this and now you've just tweaked me that I'm going to handle this. What is it? And so we're so grateful to be your partners because together we've got this. Moving forward with the Decker
0: team. Moving forward together with the Decker team.